Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. UK citizens are voting today in a referendum on the country's membership in the European Union. UK law prevents us from reporting on voting or discussion and analysis of referendum issues while the polls are still open, but we'll be following all the results as they come in. Special coverage begins at 5 p.m. Wall Street time right here on Bloomberg Radio. A Supreme Court tie vote effectively kills President Obama's plan to shield millions of immigrants in the U.S. illegally from deportation. What was unaffected by today's ruling or lack of a ruling uh, is the enforcement priorities that we've put in place. The high court decision prevents the administration from putting the program into effect during the rest of Mr. Obama's term. House Democrats today ended their 25-hour sit-in on the chamber's floor that they've been staging to demand votes on gun control. House Speaker Paul Ryan. We watched a publicity stunt, a fundraising stunt, uh, descend an institution that many of us carry a great deal about. So, yeah, I think it sets a very dangerous precedent. One of the protest leaders, civil rights veteran and Georgia lawmaker John Lewis, said we are going to win this struggle. There's a milestone in the Flint water crisis. EPA regulators have given the all-clear for everyone to drink filtered tap water. A federal grand jury in Brooklyn has indicted a Pennsylvania woman who helps run a nonprofit group for people with developmental disabilities. Federal prosecutors say Yolanda Vitulli used the nonprofit's money for personal use. The group helps New York City area residents. Global News 24 hours a day. Powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Mark Crumpton. This is Bloomberg. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping, a stock surge, S&P 500 index up 27 points to 2113, a gain today of 1.3%. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. The National Hockey League, Las Vegas expansion, filling a craving for money. Gary Bettman is the commissioner of the NHL, and he brought the NHL and hockey to the Sun Belt, now offering hockey in a city that is best known for floor shows and gaming. Here to tell us more is Dave Berry, sports economist at Southern Utah University. Dave, thanks very much for being with us. Thanks for having me. So what kind of money are we talking about? Because attendance is not great. I was looking at the attendance numbers for the Stanley Cup finalists. They drew fewer than 17,000 fans per game last season. Yeah, it's – well, when you when you look at, at Vegas as a market, uh, you can see why – you know, you can see why the NHL did this given, you know, what they're paying to join. But if you look at the viability of the franchise, one of the big issues that people have raised and uh, Bloomberg's own uh, Kavitha Davidson raised this actually years ago is that there's so many people in Vegas uh, who are not native to Vegas. Vegas has a huge population of people who move there. Uh, and so unlike a city like Cleveland, where you have people who've lived there for generations and they are immensely devoted to their sports teams, even though they didn't win until this year, it's really hard to see that that's going to happen in Vegas where you have people who, who move there from someplace else. So who is going to be the fan base for this NHL team? And exactly why would somebody who really likes hockey move to a place like Vegas? So that, that's it really is unclear why you why the NHL would want to do this. Well, Dave, thank you for saying that, although there are like, you know, 
ice hockey teams in some really hot parts of the country, but I, does it have to do with tourism? Does it have to do, oh, I can go to Las Vegas, uh, you know, you can play blackjack, honey, while I watch some hockey? Yeah, I mean, it, there is gonna, I mean, there's gonna be tourists there who can go see a hockey game, and that, that's true. My, my sense of it is, is, you know, around the same time we're talking about this, you know, we have Vegas is also really trying very hard to get an NFL team to move to Vegas. Uh, and the NFL is, is certainly a much more popular sport than, than hockey is. And by allowing, you know, by having the NHL move into Vegas, it makes Vegas appear to be a major league city because now they're in one of the major sports. And I think it strengthens their bid to get an NFL franchise, which is something that they also would like to do. Dave, how about 500 million reasons to go to Vegas? Isn't that the $500 million? That's the expansion fee alone to enter the league and maybe start in the 2017-18 season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, you know, it, yeah, it is actually, you know, it's clear the NHL is, is, is making money on this. It's really, it's really not clear that this is a long run strategy. This, you know, it, 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 there's a lot of questions if there's going to be a fan base that's going to be there supporting this team 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Uh, so there's, again, there'll be some initial excitement that they have a franchise, but that always wears off. And, you know, so if you think about this five years from now, ten years from now, is there going to be a big enough fan base in Vegas to support an NHL team down the road? Well, he's already said, I mean, for example, I guess uh, we want to talk about billionaire businessman Bill Foley, right? Because uh, he is the one who's going to be poning up the money. He's already taken deposits, he says, for 14,500 season ticket holders. Uh, and, well, I mean... The franchise, as I said, four uh, be five hundred billion dollars, right? I mean, the uh, first expansion since uh, what? When the Minnesota Wild and the Columbus Blue Jackets were admitted? Yes, uh, and, and and that is typically, you know, what you're seeing with those numbers is typically what you see with an expansion team is that initially there's a lot of excitement, and again that. It does wear off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, five years down the road, ten years down the road, are those same fans going to keep renewing those season tickets, especially if they don't, if they're not successful? Dave Barry, put on your sports economist hat. That's how I first gotten, started following your work. Uh, How many years ago? Big op ed in the New York Times about, um, the NBA and productivity of players, right? And, and, and people have this bad idea that if you shoot all the time and make it, and make lots of baskets, you're productive. Your work has shown not necessarily. You got to do a lot of other things as well. The NBA draft is tonight. Again, in that context, why is it so important? Well, the NBA draft uh, is where the losers of the NBA uh, have a night where they get to dream that they're going to be successful. And so what you're going to hear tonight is a lot of players will have their name called. And when they are called, uh, you will hear analysts tell you that this person is a future star. Uh, they are almost always wrong. They are not future stars. Uh, all you have to do is look back at the history of every other draft. They were not future stars. Uh, and so what typically happens is the players in the NBA in college who scored the most and played for winning teams, uh, they will get drafted first. Uh, so studies have shown that that is typically what happens. Studies also show that those things are not related to future NBA productivity. So there will be a collection of players drafted very early on. And the fan bases are going to be very excited about these players. And then sometime, probably next January or February, it'll occur to a lot of these fans that those players were not quite as good as they were advertised. And, and then it's the question, Pim, of how good your investment was. Yes. 
Dave Barry, sports economist, Southern Utah University, on the expansion of the National Hockey League to Las Vegas. I wonder what their team will be called. We've got one vote for the gamblers. We'll see. You're listening to Taking Stock. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Taking Stock is brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF.